morning. So, Mitzvah uh, we're going to try to discuss some of the Nyanam Apurim. And I think I mentioned this once or twice before, last week and the week before, that it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult Yantif to prepare for properly. It's a very hectic Yantif. There's a lot going on on the day of, the, on the day of Yantif itself, on the day of Purim itself. And as we know, it's a day which contains within a tremendous, tremendous amount of opportunity, potential, Kedusha. Oh, the person needs to utilize it properly in order to be able to, you know, nutzeise the day properly. And part of, the, part of that Avaidah is obviously having the proper achan or the proper preparation to understand what the day is about. So then we walk into the day, or really run through the day, we'll be able to utilize it properly to a certain extent. And obviously we have to talk about the mitzvah sayyim, some of the aspects of the yantif itself, but it's, it's just important as much as we could to talk about what the yantif is. And the mitzvah sayyim will try to walk out with at least, at least one yisait that we should be thinking about, that we should be focusing on in terms of derech avaidah when it comes to Purim. So we'll, we'll start the way we normally do. We'll start with a few shaylas on, on the Indian of Purim. We'll give over Yisaid, hopefully we'll answer the Shailas, and we'll be able to understand a little bit deeper what the Indian of Purim is. So in general, when we talk about the name of the Yantif itself, the name of the Yantif is a very odd name for the Yantif. There's a lot of things that took place over the Purim story. There's a, tremendous, a tremendously beautiful story that took place over a few years. And probably the least important that we would, that we would point out, probably the least important point that, that happened throughout the story was Hippopur Hua Gairal. The fact that Haman Russia, the way he decided what day to wipe out Kuala Yisrael was through a Gairal. It's nice, the fact that he happened to have decided that way. He could have decided 10,000 other ways what day. He could have asked his advisors. He could have decided what was the most convenient day to go out to war. What Hippopur Hua Gairal, Haman Russia does this poor, he does this Gairal. He comes out to Adar and he's excited. Obviously, he's excited that it's the Chaydash of Moshe died. And then he decides it's Yud Gimel. And Hippopur Hua Gairal is a part of the story, but not only is it a part of the story, we talk about the name of the Yantif. The name of the Yantif is called Purim. Why? Because Hippopur Hua Gairal. So what Shaykh is? Like, that, why is that the Machus of the Yantif? The fact that Haman and Russia happened to have done a Gairal, that, that's what the Yantif's about, this Indian of a Gairal, the Hippopur Hua Gairal. There's so many better names to talk about the Yantif. Call it Magala, to be Magala the Hester. Talk about the fact that it's finding the Rabbanisham within Teva. There's, uh, there's so many other names to talk about it. And the name is probably the least important that we would think, the least important akud of the whole story. The fact that Haman and Russia, the way he decided what day to kill Akla Yisrael was through a, through a Gairal, which is poor Hippo, poor Hua Gairal. That's the first Shiloh, the name of the Yantav itself, which again, we grow up with it. So we, we, we take it, as, we take it as, a, as a given that it's called Purim, but just when we stop and think about it, what does Purim have anything to do with the Mahus of the Yantif, the essence of the Yantif? And we know we spoke up many times that the name of something always represents what the essence of it is. Every one of us have a name. The name helps bring out, helps us understand what our Neshama's mission is. And the name of a Yantif is obviously going to be a Giloy on what the Yisoyed, on what the foundation of the Yantif is. What Shaykhis, the name of Purim, to that Indian. The second Shaila is, as we know, the Gemara in Shabbos Peches tells us, and we spoke, to, spoke this out on, uh, on Wednesday night, the Pasuk says that we stood, that when we stood by Harsinai, and Pashtas, according to many, afterwards, the Rabbanisham is Kafa Leim Harki Gigas. Rabbanisham held the mountain over our heads and said, Great. And if you're not going to be Makabal the Torah, Shamtaik Vraskam, the Rabbanisham is going to put the mountain down on our head and Klai is going to be finished. Amar Rava, I'm sorry, Amar Rabachavar Yaakov, Mikan Vedar Rabbalai Raisa. This is my Dara Raisa, which means we were always, we can always claim we were forced into it. We didn't wear a Kabbalah Paratsan, even though there was an Asa Manishma, there was a Kafalim Arkegigas, and my Dara Raisa, anytime we do something wrong, we could have always said, listen, we, didn't, we weren't interested in this in the first place, we got forced into this, and Mamela, we have, we have an excuse, we have a way out. Amar Rava, even though Klai you saw the first time around by Matan Torah, they were Kabbalah only, Mitoich Kafalim Arkegigas, Nevertheless, the second time in Bimechashverosh, Hadikablu Bimechashverosh, the Chsiv, Kimu Vakibla Yehudim, Kimu Mashikiblukfar, we went ahead and we were Makayim, the Torah, Mashikiblukfar, ready Makabal the Torah, Bimat and Torah. We went ahead and we re Makabal the Torah, Kimu Vakibla Mashikiblukfar, and the male, there's no more Makan, Midor Rabbele Raisa, there's no longer an excuse. The Rabbanisham can't, we, we can't tell the Rabbanisham we, we were forced into this. We can say, listen, we did this, we're Makabal of Baratzen, and Mamela, we don't have the ability to have any excuses. And the Shaila is, what Shaykh is Purim? So Purim is a Hemshech to Ma'an Torah. Not only is Purim the Hemshech to Ma'an Torah, Purim is the Siyam to Ma'an Torah. It begins by Ma'an Torah where there's a Nasev and Ishma, there's a Kafalim Archegigas. The Siyam takes place all the way later, later, hundreds of years later, takes place by the Purim story. The Shaila is, what Shaykh is? There were a lot of Nisim that took place to Klai Yisrael from the time of Ma'an Torah 
all the way until the time of Purim. Right? For example, when we went into Eretz Yisrael, the way we went in with Yeshua, was all the, 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 the Muhammad that we fought with the Zayin Amim, all took place with Nisim. The way that we, the way that we over, overtook Yerichai happened with Nisim. There were Nisim in the base of Mikdash. Chazal tells us, the Mishnah tells us that there were 10 Nisim that took place daily in the base of Mikdash. So Punk now comes to the story of Purim, after the Chorban Bayis Rishon, before Binyan Bayis Sheni, and now Mitoycha Havas and like this is the moment that we say, you know what? The first time we weren't Makabale Miratzen. Now we want to go ahead and be Makabale Miratzen. What, what, what about the Purim story? Push Klal Yisrael to say that we want to be Makabal the Torah again, Baratzen. Rashi says, Why this nace? There's so many Nisan that happened to Klal Yisrael. There has to be a stronger connection between the Indian of Matan Torah and the Indian of Purim that somehow Klal Yisrael saw something that made them realize that originally we were only Makabal at Mitoycha because the Russian forced us. And now we realize that really we want to be Makabal at Baratzen. And Hadda Kiblu of Mechaz Reish Kimu of Kiblu, Masha Kiblu Kfar. What's the Shaykhis Bechlau between the Indian of Purim? And the Indian Amat why was this a catalyst? Why was this the reason that pushed Kla Yisrael to say, we want to be Makabal Torah again? The third Shaila is, and we spoke about this again a few times, I spoke about this over here, another Shirim, is the, the, the concept of Adla Yada, right? Amarava Chayiv Inishla Besumi, Bepraya Adla Yada, and Arham Labarch Morchai, which for many of us becomes the central theme of the day. Obviously, the mitzvahs are more important, the real mitzvahs, not just uh, something which, you know, there's a machlekes and a exactly how to be Makayim, but obviously a person has to do Matana but ultimately a lot of our days specifically focuses around the schayv inish, but the involved in the suda, involved in drinking, and it's a mad nazach, it goes against the essence of what it means to be a yid. A yid is somebody who has das. A yid is called the, the ultimate dar, which is makabal, the Torah is called the dar deya. And here we have it, the Klal Yisrael, on the highest day, which the Kunei Zayar says, Yom Kippurim, that Purim is on an even higher level. Then Yom Kippur, we go ahead and we lose our das. We get shikar to the point that you lose your das. And even if you're kind of like the Ramah, where you sleep, but sleeping is also a lack of das, subconscious. You're also trying to lose your das. And even if you're not Makayim either one, right? Uh, I give a share to, to, to the woman last week. I said, even if you're not Makayim the mitzvah, but the fact that there is such a mitzvah obviously helps reveal to us what the essence of the day is. So whether or not you're part of this mitzvah, I'm part of being Makayim this mitzvah, the fact that there is such a chayim brought in Shulchan Aruch, the fact that the Gemara tells us chayiv inish lebesume bepraya ad loyada, has to mean that, it, that it's a revelation of what the essence of the day is. Every mitzvah that we do on Shabbos and every mitzvah that we do on every yantif helps us understand what the day is. So if the day is about pursuing Nisa, so we're going to have a Gilas Esther, and the day is about the Suda, which is recognizing and being Meshabach, the Rabbanu Shem for the Nisa that happened. Every one of the mitzvahs has to be Magala, what the essence of the day is. So what's, what's the Pshat? In this Adla Yadam and Arham Labarach Morcha, that we have Simcha without any Gvulim, without any Gedarim, we just go beyond. Mamash Adla Yadam and Arham Labarach Morcha, what's the Pshat on it? The fourth Shalom, well, with this, is what's the Indian of Haman Menatarimenai? We know the Gemara Chulin, the Fkuflam Atest, discusses Moshe Menatarimenai, and Esther Menatarimenai, and Zakti Gemara Haman Menatarimenai. The fact that it says by the Eitz Adas, Hamin Ha'etz, where it says, Hamin Ha'etz, the Rabbanisham asks Adam Rishon, did you eat from the Eitz Adas? Did you eat from this Eitz that I told you not to eat from? So Hamin is Hey Mem Nun, and it's the same letters as the word Haman. So Hamin Ha'etz, that's Haman Menatarimenai. And all the Mepharshim ask, what Shaykhis? Right, Haman Menatara, what does Haman a Russia have anything to do with the chet of the Eitzadas Chaivara? <coughs> Obviously, Haman's a Russia, the Nachash was a Russia, was the Eitzahara. Obviously, Haman has a Sheikh as to the concept of you know, that, trying, to, uh, trying to push us to do our various sport. There has to be a greater connection between specifically the Indian of Eitzadas Chaivara and the Indian of Haman. And obviously, we understand that Adela Yada is obviously going to be some sort of ticking on Eitzadas, that that's the Eitzadas that we ate from, and important we lose our das. But what's the Kesher? What's the Kesha between Haman Menatara Minayan and Hamina Eitz? And there's a Kesha between the Chet of the Eitz Adas, and Hamana Rasha and the story of Purim. So again, just to foreshadow us, what's the Indian of the name of Purim? Why does Purim have to do with the name of Purim? Hippopor Huagaira, why is that the essence of the day? The second Shaila is, what, what, about, what about the story of Purim? Push Klal Yisrael to be Makabal the Torah again, The third Shaila is the concept of Adla Yada. What's this idea of losing our Das? And the fourth Shaila is, What's Haman Menatarimenayin? What's the Kesha between Haman Arasha and the Indian of Eitzadas specifically more than any other Averis that took place? Why don't we time into a lot of other things? Obviously the word is the same, but there has to be a greater connection between Haman Menatarimenayin, between Haman and the concept of Haman Eitz. So in order to explain it, we have to really understand what Amalek is. We talk a lot about Amalek, obviously we're just involved this past Shabbos in the Indian of Timchezeichra Amalek, but what is Amalek? Amalek we know is Machamal Hashem Ba'amalek B'dor Dor. Amalek is not a nation that's standing against us trying to obliterate us constantly. Even though there's Machamal Hashem Ba'amalek B'dor Dor, but we don't, we don't feel threatened by the concept of Amalek. We don't feel like Amalek's coming ahead and trying to wipe us out. Amalek is obviously more than just something external. Amalek is something internal as well. And there's a Machamal Hashem Ba'amalek B'dor Dor. Every generation 
generation battles, and every generation struggles with the Indian of Amalek from the beginning of time all the way which means the essence of what took place when Amalek first attacked us was a physical war. What Amalek continues to do time and time again every day is Amalek attacks us internally. In what way does Amalek attack us? In a way which is pneumious, not in a way which is a chitzenius battle. So we know all this forum talk about that Amalek is gematria suffolk. Amalek is 240, suffolk is gematria is 240. Amalek, Amalek came dafka after Klai Yisrael had a suffolk. Klai Yisrael had left Mitzrayim, the Kriyas Yamsuf. Klai Yisrael asked the Kasha, Hayesh Hashem Berkebenu Ayin. We start to question whether Rabbi Hashem is around, around or not. As soon as we have a doubt, as soon as we question whether, whether the Rabbanu is here or not, as soon as there's any sveikis, because Amalek's essence, what Amalek stands for, what Amalek tries to get every year to do is to be involved in the avoid of suffolk, to have doubts. And Mamela, the way we battle Amalek is to be mavar the sveikis, to make sure that we get rid of that Indian of Amalek. Amalek is suffolk, and the way we beat Amalek, the way we battle Amalek, the way we're victorious against Amalek, is dafka by beating this kayach of suffolk, which Amalek puts inside of us. But there's a tifur pshat than just hayesh Hashem bekebeinu ayin. Normally we think, okay, what is Amalek? Amalek says, maybe the Rabbanu is not here. Maybe the Rabbanu is not amongst you. Maybe the Rabbanu doesn't care about what you're involved in. That's the typical way we understand what the suffolk of Amalek is, is, you know, is the Rabbanu here? It's a lack of Amunah. But there's a Tifer Taich, the Sayyid Yisharim Taich, as to what the suffolk of Amalek is and what Amalek tries to do. I'm going to read his Lashon, so it's such a beautiful Lashon, right? It's in Sayyid Yisharim Ampurim, right? It's such a beautiful Lashon. It writes like this. Ki chal chemda v'tayva. Any chemda and any taiva that a person has la'adam, rak mizeh, shenid meloi, sheyesh b'kaycha lahasig, chayfetz libay. Any taiva that a person has only comes because a person thinks in his heart that he's capable of being masig, that item that he's running after. Ki im hayu bar la'adam. If it was clear to a person, the way it really is, that every time there's an azhara in the Torah, that the Rabbanishim says, 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 they're not part of what I'm capable of doing. I don't have a taiva. And I don't have a chemda. I don't desire things that I know are beyond that which I'm capable of getting. We all know that we naturally are drawn more to things that we feel like we have a shaykhist to, more than things that we know we have no shaykhist to. Things that are beyond our reach, beyond our realm of possibility, beyond what we're capable of doing. Bechlal, we, we don't have a taifa for. Because we realize that that's not, that's not shaykhist to us, Bechlal. So whether it's somebody else's money that's so beyond us that we know we're never going to be capable of reaching that madriga in terms of ashiras, or it's somebody, uh, or, or, or it's taifist nashim, which is something which is bechlal, not shaykh for us. Taifa only comes when we feel like we have a shaykhist. I'm, 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 I'm capable of getting that. I'm capable of getting that taifa. I'm capable of having a shaykhist to that Indian. Maybe right now I don't have it, but I'm capable, right? One of the challenges, you know, spe- specifically when somebody's a bach, when somebody's single, is Yishayich to everything. Specifically when it comes to Taivas Nashim, so all the Nashim in the street are about some Shayich them. Maybe I'm going to end up marrying that woman. Maybe I have a Shayich. Maybe, maybe she's going to end up being my, my Bashar. So the Taiva comes because there's a natural draw because I think I have a Shayich to that item. I have a Shayich to it. I'm a Mela. I have a Taiva to it because I want it because it has a Shayich to who I am. If I understand that that's something that it's not shaykh to me. I'll never be able to get it. It's something which I'm incapable of ever achieving and ever getting. So I don't have a taiva for it, Bechlal. I don't have a taiva for Chemdas Maman that's beyond my capability. I don't have a taiva for Taivas Nashim that's beyond my, be- my capability. I don't have a taiva for Taivas Achila for things that are beyond my capability. All I have a taiva for are those things that I think are within the realm of possibility that I could get. Maybe it's going to take a lot of work. Maybe it's going to take a lot of money. Maybe it's going to take a lot of effort. But it's within my realm of possibility. Those are the things that I have a taiva for. But if it would be clear to a person that it's beyond the scope of what I'm capable of reaching, we lose our taiva. If you understand, if every Yid understands that that which the Rabbanu Shalom says is usr is be'etzim beyond my capability of what I can receive and what I'm capable of being makabal, what I'm capable of being involved in, so then I lose my taiva for it. Why do I have a taiva to be involved in, in, in taiva sechil? I want to eat more than I'm supposed to be eating. Because I think that this is some, this food in front of me, I'm shaykh to it, or I can go ahead and buy more food, or I can go to that restaurant, I can get, I can get this item. So memela, I have a taiva for it. But if I don't understand it, not because I, I'm not capable of affording it, can I buy it? And not because I'm not capable of eating more, should I not eat more, but if the Rabbanishim said that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, Mimela, I am not shaykh to it, bechlal. It's impossible for me to go against that which the Rabbanishim says. It's not shaykh to me, bechlal. It's not in the realm of possibility to be involved with, in something which is, the Rabbanishim says is usr, 
So I lose all my taiva for it because it's not shaykh to me, Bechlal. It doesn't fit within my realm of possibility. It doesn't fit within that which is shaykh to me. And Mamela, I lose taiva for those things that I know are, are an impossibility, those things that are not beyond the scope of what I'm ever capable of reaching. Zachta said Yisharim, this kayach, this kayach that we think that we have a shaykhist to any Averis, that anything the Rabbanisham says not to do, anything the Rabbanisham says not to do, the fact that we think we have a shaykhist to it is Batsma Vaidazara. The Rabbanisham said, don't do it. The Rabbanisham said, loy signif. And we say, we have a shaykhist. We have a shaykhist to blur the lines in business. We have a shaykhist to be involved in things which are, it's Geneva, but uh, fine, there's a tailor for it, there's ways to get around it. If you don't understand that, you have no shaykhist to it. The Rabbanu Shem said, and as a yid, if the Rabbanu Shem says that you, that you can't do it, so it's not just that you can't do it because you're not supposed to do it. You can't do it, you see that there's a brick wall standing in front of you, and you know it's impossible for me to be involved in that avodah. Right? We spoke about the Svasemes' Yortzai, but the Svasemes was only by the, Chedusha, by the Katzka Rebbe you know, two or three times that his grandfather, Chedusha Rebbe, brought into, brought into the Katzka Rebbe. And one of the times that he was there, there was a mice taking place where somebody had stolen something from the kitchen. It seemed like somebody had stolen something from the Kutzka's kitchen. His, his house is open. People are coming in and out constantly into the Kutzka's house. The Kutzka was locked in his room, as we know, for many, many years at the end of his life. He was in seclusion, locked away, and the Rebetzin told the Shamish that she, that she feels like somebody stole some of the silver that was in the house. And she's very upset about it. She was getting agitated about it and saying, talking about this and screaming about it. There was a Ghanav in the house. And from behind the door, this Vasemus was standing in the house when this happened, from behind the door, the Kutzka, from in the Kutzka's room, the Kutzka screamed out. He said, it's not Shaykh. He said, the Torah says, Lois Signaif. That was it, he said. And this Vasemus said, from the day that he heard those words of Lois Signaif, he said, it wasn't a shot that it, he had a taiva to steal, or it was even Shaykh for him to steal, and he overcame it. He said, to him, it became an impossibility to ever be able to take something that wasn't his. Because if you have the Kutzka, his Kutzka's Midas Emes, say Lois Signaif, so then you realize that, it, not that, okay, I could, I bats him have to steal in the car. No, it's no Shaykhis to me. And it's not within my Nekudis Abachir Bechlal. I can't choose to steal that because the Rabbanisham said Lois Signaif. And when he heard it with the Emes from the Kutzka, so he understood that it's impossible for me to ever get that item. It's impossible for me to ever take something that's not mine. Zakti Said Yisharm, you know what the Suffolk of Amalek is? Not just the Suffolk of, is there Rabbanisham or not? The Suffolk of Amalek means that I have choices. Suffolk means that I have a doubt. I don't know, should I choose this or should I choose this? Should I be involved in toiv or should I be involved in ra? Should I be doing mitzvahs or should I not doing mitzvahs? Should I be doing averis or not doing averis? Suffolk means that I have choices. Suffolk means that I have doubts. That there are two choices in front of me and I have the ability to be able to choose. And even if I'm always gonna make the right choice, but what Amalek does is, Amalek says, you're making a choice. That you went ahead and you're choosing this item over that item. So that one shaykh to you, and this one shaykh to you. And you went ahead and you overcame your Nisayan and you chose this, and you chose this item. The tifkad of the way we're mavatal the kayach of Amalek is not just by saying, okay, I have a suffix and I'm going to be mavar the suffix. Ain't simcha katars asveikis. I'm going to be mavar the suffix by knowing that a to I should choose right over left. I should choose good over bad. That's not the way you mavar the suffix of Amalek. Amalek says there's two choices in front of you, good and evil, toiv and ra. And you have the ability to choose toiv over ra and maybe you're always going to choose toiv. But as soon as Amalek places that seed of doubt in your head, which causes you to have to make a choice, to have to make a decision to say, I'm shaykh to this and I'm to this, and I want to go ahead and be and be involved in this as opposed to this. So that means that already that I'm shaykh to both of them, and that means already that I have a taiva for both of them because I'm shaykh to it. Like the Sayyid Yisharim saying, anything that I think that isn't within the realm of my possibility that I think I'm shaykh to, Mamela have a taiva for. And even if this time maybe I overcame my taiva, and this time I made the right choice. But the fact that I had to make a choice, the fact that there was a choice between Toiv and Ra, the fact that I thought that Ra was one of the options that I could choose, that when I wake up in the morning, I say, should I daven shachas, should I not daven shachas? You know what? I'm going to be a miskabra, I'm a yitz, I'm going to daven shachas. The fact that that's even a choice is already the Indian of Amalek. Because if a yid's living the world in the world in the world of the Rabbanishal, the Rabbanishal says, you have to daven shachas this morning. So it's not that I woke up and I made a conscious choice that, oh, I want to daven shachas this morning. I woke I have to daven shachas. I don't have any option other than davening. The mitzvah of, of being a yid means that I have to daven shachas every day. And I have to, I have to put on every day. And, and it's, it's true that we may not always do that which we know we need to be doing. And there may be times when we fall off that, that reality, that natural Rutzen of what a yid's supposed to be doing, what a yid's supposed to be involved in. But the fact that we right away think in the morning that, oh, I have a choice, yes or no, 
is right away the Indian of a Suffolk of Amalek. Because it means that I have two choices every morning. I can either daven or I can not daven, and I'm going ahead and I'm choosing to daven as opposed to not davening. And the fact that I could have chosen not to daven, it means that now I have a type of not to daven. And now I want to be involved in that world which says, okay, today maybe, I, today maybe I overcame it, I did daven, but tomorrow maybe I'm gonna make the other choice and not daven because it was, it was, I could have chosen it today. Today I didn't, tomorrow maybe I will choose it. Tomorrow I can make that choice again. That's what the Suffolk of Amalek is. It's to make a person think that I have options in front of me, that I have choices in front of me. Yes, le signav, not le signav. Yes, anechev alekecha, not anechev alekecha. There's two choices, and throughout my life, I have to make the proper choices. I have to be choosing toiv versus ram. Right? That's why the pasuk, when it talks about bechira, the pasuk says ubacharta bechayim. Doesn't say ubacharta betoiv. Ubacharta bechayim means that I'm living a life where I recognize that this is life. I'm not choosing good over evil. Choosing good over evil already means that I'm within the realm of possibility of evil, and already means that I fell into the suffolk of Amalek. And I'm already asking myself, should I choose to be connected or not choose to be connected? When I understand that the mitzvah of being a yid is that I'm davak to Hashem, and there's nothing else in the world that's going to make me davak to Hashem. There's nothing else in the world that's going to give me tainig other than tainig amiti, which is tainig of kirvus alakimli toiv. So then, Mamela, I recognize I'm choosing life. I'm not choosing good. I'm choosing that which is. I don't choose to breathe. It's my life itself being davak to Hashem, connected to Hashem, Torah, mitzvahs, avayda. That's the mitzvahs of what it means to be a yid and to be alive, is to be involved in that world. And that world of and that world when I recognize that this is what it means to be a Yid. That's why Mordechai Tzadik, when Haman Rasha is trying to get Mordechai Tzadik to bow down to him, Mordechai Tzadik says, the we spoke about this already a few times already, that the, the Psukkim, the Mepharshim Ramadaik and the Pasuk, that it says, it doesn't say, it doesn't say in a Lashon of, of Avar that, that Mordechai Tzadik didn't bow down to Haman. means that Mordechai Tzadik was being Megala, that if I'm a Yid, if I'm a Yehudi, it's impossible for me to ever bow down to you. Not just right now, I'm making a choice not to bow down to you. I recognize that part of being a Yid is not now and not forever. It's impossible for a Yid to be able to be mavatal himself to that kayach, which is called Haman and Amalek. I can't do it. I, like we spoke about Vishal this sometimes people, but the mitzvah of being a Yid is that I can't. Not that today I made a choice, I'm not bowing down to Haman. I recognize that it's impossible for me to be involved in anything other than when a Yid understands this, that, that all, all of the tiny in the world won't bring, me, won't bring me real joy, that nothing in the world can fill me up, that nothing in the world can satiate me, the way being involved in Ruchniyaz does. That's the, it's not that I'm making a choice that I want to be a from Yid and I want to be involved in tournaments. It's just, I, I can't, I don't have the ability to make any other choice. The Rabbanishim gave me an Ashama inside of me, a Chelek Alikai mal inside of me, and I can't, it doesn't know how to choose anything else. The only thing that will satiate it, the only thing that will give it the ability to breathe is when it's involved in Torah Mitzvah, when it's involved in Kirvis Alakim and nothing else will ever satiate it. So we understand that we don't have to make a conscious choice to breathe in our guf, and our neshama understands that it doesn't need to make a conscious choice to be involved in Kirvis Alakim and Dveikas. It's the Mitzvah of what it means to be a neshama, that the neshama is Kirvis Alakim The neshama recognizes that there's no tainik other than being Davak to Hashem. That's what it means to be Mavatal, that's Suffolk of Amalek, that is Sveikas, that there's doubts, that there's choices, that there's Bechiras. And ultimately I say, I'm not choosing Tay versus Ra. I'm choosing Chaim. I'm recognizing that this is what life is itself. That's the Shaykhis between Haman and the Eitzadas. Eitzadas Toivaraz, Mamash this Indian. It's not Eitzadas Ra. We normally think that it's totally evil. It's not evil. But Eitzadas Toivara means that there's two choices that it's Eitzadas Toiv and Ra. And you have to have the proper das. You have to have the proper knowledge to make sure that you're choosing toiv versus ra. They're able to be mavar. What's good and what's evil. The Rosham told other Rishon, don't eat from the Eitzadas toiv ra. Right now you're living in Gan Eden. Right now you understand clearly. You understand what it means to be davak to Hashem. You understand that you're Yitzir Kapav Shalak Kaddish Baruch you understand what it means to be you understand what it means to have a ner dolok al you understand what it means to be davak Hashem. If you eat from the Eitz Adas you're gonna fall into the world where you now have to make choices constantly, toiv or ra. Now there's two, there's two options in front of you constantly. There's good and bad. There's, there's, there's mitzvahs and there's averis. And if Adam Rishon eats from the Eitz Adas toiv or ra, ultimately he's gonna suffer from that in of Amalek and Haman for the, rest, for the rest of reality, which is what we suffer with, this suffix of Amalek, which says there's toiv and ra, and there's the Indian of Eitz Adas, but there's toiv and there's ra. The Rosham told Adam Rishon, Eitz is a different Indian. Eating from the Eitz means that I'm connected to Chiyas itself. It's not that I make a a choice that I want to choose Taiva over Ra. It's the tree of life itself. It's that which I recognize that being Davak Hashem is life. Not that it's good. 
It's life itself. There's no other way that I as a Yid with an Hashemah inside of me can make any other choice. Maybe consciously I'm not always doing that, but the Avaidah of Purim is to recognize that ultimately I don't want to be connected to Eitzah Das Teferah. I want to be connected to that world which is called Eitzah Chaim, where my subconscious, where underneath I recognize that beneath all of the, all the external choices that I make, I recognize and I'm able to see that the only thing in the world, the only thing in the world that allows my Hashemah to breathe is Torah and Mitzvahs and Dveikas Hashem and nothing else will ever fill up that gap, that void inside of me, which is yearning and, and has an eshtekikus to be davak to Hashem. And the Melo Haman is that Indian of Hamin, Hamina Eitz, that Indian of Eitz Adas Tevara, where there's choices, where there's Tevin Ra, and the way Ramavatola is with that Indian of Adla Yadav and Arham Labarch Marchai. When a Yid drinks on Purim, or a Yid sleeps on Purim, to the point of Adla Yadav and Arham Labarch Marchai, what a Yid's doing is, is saying, I don't want to live anymore in the world where the reason why I make the choices to be a Marchai Tzadik is because there's a Baruch Marchai and a Arahaman. And I'd rather live a life which is Baruch rather than Ar. I don't want to live a life which is cursed. I don't want to live, you know, all the clawless that the Banisham give. I don't want to live a life like that. So if I have a choice in front of me, what should I do? Should I choose Baruch or Ur? So I'd rather choose the life of Baruch versus Ur. On Purim, Yid says, I don't want to be involved. That's Eitzadas Teivara. That's the Nachash Akadmaini. That's what Adam Rishon felt to. I want to go to someplace bigger than that. I want to drink Adela Yada ben Arham Labarach Mardechai. That the reason why I'm a Yid is because my Metzius is a Yid. Because the essence of who I am is Davak to the Rabbanish. Not because I made a choice that I'd rather the Bracha rather than the Ur. But I recognize that I want to be connected to the Eitzachayim. I want to be connected to Nichnas Yayim Yatsasay to what the essence of life is. I may have mentioned this before, but I remember I had a discussion when I was learning in the mirror. And there was a bacha in the mirror with somebody, somebody else in the mirror. Somebody was learning a kail for a few years. We had this discussion, I think it was maybe one Friday night, I was by, I was by his house for a Suda. We had a discussion about you know, why, why, why it's important to sit and learn. Like what, why he's learning? What's the Indian of you know, sitting in kail and learning? Everybody spent a few years on learning. So we had this discussion around the table. There's a bunch of bacham learning in the mirror. So you know, we asked the Balabas, we said, and the Balabas said, Kaila Nivanu said, Nusa, like, what, what pushed you? You know, there's obviously a certain amount of mysterious snuffish that takes place. Then we asked that his wife, you know, was working hard and he was running to Kaila. Like, what, what pushed you to sit and learn? So he said, I'll tell you the truth. He said, I say Elu Dvarim every morning. And I made the cheshbin, Elu Dvarim Shalem Shir. And I go to the, I got to the end of it. It says, Vesal Matur, can I get Kulam? So he said, I just made a proper calculation. I'm a smart man. And I want, I want to get the greatest reward possible. So Vesal Matur, can I get Kulam? It's going to bring me the greatest, the greatest reward. So that's why I chose to stay in Kaila. So, like, inside of me, I just remember that, like, as a very, like, shocking moment. I was like, that, like, I didn't say this to him. Like, that's why you're in Kailul? Because the Salmatari can I get Kulum? Because you'd rather be involved in that world of Baruch rather than Ur? Or a Yid supposed to be in Kailul? A Yid supposed to be learning? Not because I, I want to get the most schar possible, and this is, you know, if I have to make calculations like, like an accountant, I have to figure out which one's better than the other. So I, mean, I take the list and I go to the highest number in the list. The Salmatari, that's not the shot why Yid's involved in learning. A Yid doesn't, Yid doesn't decide to learn Dafyaymi because. You know, I, I want to make the greatest choices of the fact that I want to get the greatest schar. I, I, I learn it because I can't choose anything else and I can't go a day without learning and I can't go a day without davening because that's life. And if I miss a day of davening and I miss a day of learning and I miss a day of tefillin and I miss a Shabbos Suda, I'm missing out on chiyas itself. So it's not that I want more schar and it's not that I want to make the choices which are going to bring me the greatest, you know, the greatest return of investment, the greatest ROI. It's not what it is. What I want is I want chiyas itself. And, and it's not even that I want it. I can't live without chiyas itself. It's my Metzius of what it means to be a Yid. So a Yid drinks on, on, on Purim to the point of Adla Yadab and Aram Labarach Marche. It's not Ur and it's not Baruch. That's not why I'm making the choices I'm making it. I'm making it because Kihem Chayenu Va'urichimenu. This is my life. This is my Metzius. I have an Ashama inside of me, a Chelek Alikaimimal, which will never be satisfied and never be satiated unless I feed it that which it needs, which is Torah and Mitzvahs, and nothing else. Nothing else will come close. Nothing else will even begin to fill up that void inside of me. Nothing else can really give it Chias other than that Indian of so is the ticket for that Indian of which is Taiv and Ra. And you can make the right choices constantly. You can always choose Taiv. But as soon as there's two options of Taiv and Ra, that's already the Suffolk of Amalek. And Mamela, by drinking that Chet, and we're able to fix it up, and we're able to say, no, you know, we're not, we're not, we don't want to be involved in that world of Taiv and Ra. We want to be involved in that world which is called Eitzachayim. That's the Pshat of Kafalayim Harkagigis. The Banisham did Kafalim Hakigi. So Banisham then forced him. Mekan Medur Rabbele Raisa. Klaisel said, Rabbanisham, we were forced into it. What happens by Purim? What happens by Purim is not that we went ahead and we re the Torah again. 
Right, I remember years ago when I was sicker on perm, I had to ask, ask my Rebbe, my Rebbe one of these, ask my, one of my Rebbe in the Shiloh, he didn't have a good tarot to me, and I was like, I was, I was making him crazy on perm about this. I didn't, right? All of Kalei so we know all the Neshamas of Kalei so stood by Harsinai. Everybody was Makabal the Torah. Now, what happened? What happened was, you know, hundreds of years later, the, the Dar that was there, when, the Dar that was there by the Maish of Haman, they were Makabal the Torah again. So I don't understand, we weren't there. Right? Bishop, you say all the Nishamas of Kalah Yisrael by Har Sinai. We were all involved in Asim and Ishma, but we were also involved in the Kafal and Gigis. So I asked Marabi, I don't understand. I said the Makan Maidar Rabbi Raisa, the Chira is still around. The fact that the door of Marchai and Esther, the Hadakabubi Mechash Vavish, they were Makabal again has nothing to do with me. I wasn't there. Who Mechatesi Maina Shama was there? I don't I haven't seen that anywhere in this forum. So Makan Maidar Rabbi Raisa, and then we went ahead and Hadakabluah, but I, I wasn't part of that Makabal. So Lakhira, every Yid nowadays still has Makan Maidar Rabbi Raisa. He didn't have a good tarot to me. At least I don't remember he had a good tarot to me. That's the Kasha Asaman or Shikr. But the Pshat, the Pshat is, according to what we're saying, is it's not the Pshat that we're going ahead and we're reading being Makabal the Torah again. Pshat is that when we looked at it by Harsinai, it was Kafalei Markagigas. We looked at it as, oh, the Rabbanishim is forcing us to be able to be involved in Torah and Mitzvahs. That, you know, we would like Nasav and Ishma, the Rabbanishim is holding the, the mountain overhead and saying, if you want to be Makabal the Torah, good, the Imlav Shamtaik Verasim. What happened by the Nase of Purim wasn't a new Kabbalah. It was a giloy on the old Kabbalah that up until now we thought that that Kabbalah that we had was the Rabbani Shalom forcing us to be Makabalah. And by Purim we understood that the Rabbani Shalom wasn't forcing us. We, B'Metzias, are forced to be Makabalah Torah. Not that Hashem forces us and all oh, this, an outside force and the Rabbani Shalom says you have to do it and if you don't do it, we understood that we needed to do it. Right? You have a little child and the parents say you have to go to sleep. So, you know, the kid says, you're forcing me to go to sleep. And then the kid gets older, and he realizes, my parents, I, I need to go to sleep. And all my parents are doing, we're helping me do that which, I, that which I need to do in order to function. What we got by Kabbalah, by, by Purim, and we'll, we'll see why in a minute, why this Makusha Dafka to the Nase of Purim, but what we got by the Nase of Purim was a Giloy that the Kafa Lehmar Kegigas wasn't being forced in a way that the Rabbanishim was holding it over our heads and saying, you have to do it, and if you don't do it, you have to be Makabalah. The Rabbanishim was showing us, the Rabbanishim was being Makabalah to us, what the Metzius is. The Metzius is that you're a Yid, and you said Nasa Vanishma, the Russian then held the mountain over our head to tell you, I just want to let you know that if you're a Yid, Part of being a yid is that you have to do what the Rabbanishim Ratzin is. The part of being a yid is that you're never going to be satisfied with anything else. Part of being a yid is that you have to realize the Torah and mitzvahs are your lifeblood. That's the only thing that will ever give you chiyas. Right? The Maral and Gur Aryeh, when he's talking about this concept of Kafalei Markagigis, he writes, he writes what, what was the Rabbanishim doing? He says, he says, he asked the Kasha, what was the Kafalim Arkagigis? Right? All the Rishayim asked the Kasha, Klaiso was Makabal, Klaiso said Nasav and Ishma. Taisus asked the Kasha writing the page, on Pechas, Klaiso said Nasav and Ishma, Kafalim Arkagigis. What was the necessity? If Klaiso was Makabal Epirotsin, why do you need Kafalim Arkagigis? Zakta Maral, the Rishayim wasn't doing it as, oh, you have to do it. The Rishayim was trying to be Magala to them. A Matthias. The Rabbanishim is being Megala to them. Things that are so chashuv. The Rishim wasn't forcing us to do anything. The Rishim was just being Megala to us a Matthias. You said Nasim and You makabla Then the Rishim holds the mountain over our head and says, "I just want to show you what what it means that, that you just said Nasim and You were just makabla Torah. You just." Said that you want to be a yid. I want to show you what it means to be a yid. What it means to be a yid is that if you makabel the Torah good, then lav shamtek v'raschem. It's death. There's nothing else in the world other than the chiyus of Torah. Kihem chayenu. Shei efshimi baladav in kim lenutzam bezulasam lekachacha kafalei markegis leidias milas Torah. Shei efshimi baladav klal vim loy hayayisa zeh hayayimim kiatera enachreichas to all. You say, okay, you don't need the Torah in the, in the island. We happen to have senasam and ishma, but it wasn't it wasn't a necessity. Rak beratzin kiblo aleim. They were makabla beratzin vim loy kablu loy yitzrichin. And if they weren't makabla, you would have not needed it. Zokta maral lekacha yashem isbarach mefata umaratza oisem kaidem kshar. They started to see that there is no Metzias without the Torah. Like, like the Medrash, very, like Rashi very famously brings at the beginning of Bereshis, that Hashishi means that the whole world is waiting for Klaisol to be Makabal the Torah. And if you weren't Makabal the Torah, everything goes back to Tayyavavay, the whole world ceases to exist. So the Kafalei Markagigis wasn't a force. It wasn't Mekam, my dear Rabbi Lerai, so that we didn't want to do it. It was the Rabbanishim being Megala to us what the Metzias is. And on Purim, throughout the, through the Nesa Purim, we're able to understand what the Metzias was 
Amemela, it was a giloy on what took place hundreds of years before. Amemela, we're all there. We're all part of that, that kafal name, Archegigas. And now it's not a new Kabbalah, it's a giloy on the original Kabbalah that was there. And Amemela, Mekan Raisa, is taken away because we're able to see that it's not that Hashem forces us to do it. It's that being a yid, having a neshama inside of us, means that we naturally are only satiated. The naturally, the only way our neshama can breathe is with the idea of Torah and Mitzvahs. Why Dafka Purim? So now we understand what, what kafal name, Archegigas. Why Dafka Purim? Because what happened by the story of Purim? Right, we know that the reason why Achashverosh, why did Achashverosh make the story, make the make the Suda? Stating Gemara Megillah that Achashverosh made the Suda because he thought that the seventy years were over. But Shatzer made made a mistake. He thought the seventy years were over. Finally, Achashverosh and the Gemara goes through the different Achashverosh when the first Golas, second Golas, exactly when the different stages of the of the Golas that took place. But Achashverosh thought that he finally got the Cheshbon right, and this is it. The seventy years are over. Zakti Gemara. Not only did Achashverosh make the mistake. Even Daniel and Navi also made the mistake, which means that it wasn't just Achashverosh made a party and he thought that we were done. He thought that Klai Yisrael had finished the 70 years. The Marshall is not taking so. Klai Yisrael themselves, the Nevi'im themselves, Daniel and Navi also made the mistake and thought that the 70 years were up. Up until now, we always believed that the Nevoa of the Rabbanishim was 70 years. We're going to get taken out of the first Golas and we're going to be, be brought back to be able to build a second base of Mikdash. It comes the 70 years, according to Achashverosh's Cheshven, according to Daniel's Cheshven, according to all of Klai Yisrael's Cheshven, and the Rosh is not taking us out of Golas. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed in the order. We don't see any, any reawakening, any beginning of a Shemitz of any Geula. Faker, we're stuck in the place of Golas Bavel. We're sitting there and everything looks like it's fine. So we go to Suda Shalaysha Russia, not because we just, want to, we just want to make him happy. We go to Suda Shalaysha Russia because ultimately we start to believe that we're done. We start to believe that, okay, this is our new reality. We used to think that our reality was Geula. We used to think that our reality was to have a base in Mikdash. And then we're coming into Golas and this is only temporary, but ultimately we're going to get back to the second base of Mikdash. And now we realize that the Rabbanishim said, you're shaykh to new reality. You're shaykh to reality called Golas. And Golas can become your new Metzias. And Mamela, you go to the Sudish Shalaysa Russia, and you're involved in the Umasa Olam. Things were looking good, right? We normally think that at the beginning of the, at the, beginning of the Perm story, everything was falling, everything was looking fine for Klai Yisrael. Up until Haman came along, there was no real, there were no real issues with Klai Yisrael. No anti-Semitism. Klai Yisrael was invited to the party. Mordechai had a pretty high, was pretty high up in the palace of, of Achashverosh. Things weren't bad. So Klai Yisrael started to tell themselves, there's a new Metzius. We thought that the only real Metzius for a Yid was to be in Eretz Yisrael, in Yushalayim, by the base of Mikdash, to be able to have that Shras HaShchina. Now we're slowly starting to understand that there's a new Metzius. That Golas was a Metzius, Gula was a Metzius, that Mashiach is a Metzius, that base of Mikdash is a Metzius, and Golas is also a Metzius. So we started to become comfortable with the fact that there's another Metzius other than the concept called Geula. So Memele, we went to the Sudis Shalaysa Russia. We bowed down to Haman. We started to, we started to become very comfortable in that world called Galus. And what Haman or Russia was megalitas is that it doesn't make a difference how, how much you're part of the Umas Ha'olam. It doesn't make a difference how comfortable you are. Yeshne amechad mefuzer mefurid bena amim v'chol medinis machuscha but the same shaynis mekola am. They're different than every other nation. Haman's us that we're different than every other nation. You have no shaykh as being part of, part of Golos. Haman was us through the Gezeris of Haman, that we have no shaykhs. We thought we became comfortable. We thought this is a new Metzius. We thought that we can just become part of the nations and we can live in the world called Golas. Zakt Haman Russia. You're not part of the nations of the world. You have no shaykhs to the Umas You are different than the Umas and you can't exist in the world called Golas. And Mimela Klal started to understand by the Maisim and by the Nase that took place on Purim that we don't have an existence other than with the Beis HaMikdash. We don't have an existence in Golas. It's not real. Right? The Maral writes in Nesach Yisrael, the beginning of Nesach Yisrael, the Maral writes that the whole idea of Golas is Be'etzim just a temporary thing. And it could last for 2,000 years, but ultimately, it's temporary because the metzias of what it means to be a yid, the nature of a yid is to be an Eretz Yisrael with a Shras Hashkin and the base of Mikdash, to be able to have a Melech and to be able to have Nevi'im and to be able to have Ruach HaKadosh. That's the metzias of the way Klai Yisrael is supposed to be. And Golas, for however long it lasts for, is always temporary and ultimately we're just going to go back to the natural state of who we really are. Klai Yisrael thought Dafka by the Sudish Shalaysa Russia, that this is the new reality. That we're shaykh to a life where Nenu may Sudish Shalaysa Russia. Right? It could be Nana from the Sudish I thought that I could only have Anah from the Indian of the Beis Hamikdash. I thought that the only thing that will bring me real Anah is to be able to be Oilo the Regal, to be able to be Makabal Pnei Ashkina. And now I see that I was able to be Nenu may Sudish Shalaysa Russia. Not just that they ate from it, they had enough from it. They started to think that, okay, there's, there's a possibility, there's options to have other Hanas. There's options to go to Eretz Yisrael, and now there's an option to stay in Golas. There's an option to, for all of us to be able to build the Beis Hamikdash, and there's an option for 
a geula and if it's option of a goas, and goas is it's it's not it's not the greatest, but it's an option. As soon as Kleis started to think that there's options, that goas and geula are options, and geula is not muhrach, it doesn't need to be. So then we go to the Swedish Shalisa Russia, we bow down to Haman, Haman Russia. we're involved in that, in that world called the Klippa of Haman and Amalek, which is saying, is Eitzadas Tevra, we fall to that Klippa. What happens and what Klai Yisrael does tshuva on, ultimately through the story of Purim, is the recognition that we have no Matthias. We can't survive, we can't exist. We have no Chias other than in the world called Ashras Hashchina. We have no Hana other than the Hana Ruchni. Yid doesn't have tainik other than kervis elikim litoiv. Emmelo is dafka through the story of Purim more than any other nisan that took place, where we started to think that we could have other hana. We started to think we could have an existence other than the base of mikdash. That that was megala to us, the real truth. The truth is that ultimately a yid can only exist when he's connected to the rabbanim. Ultimately, yid's neshama is only satiated when it's davak to the rabbanim. And ultimately, the only real chias is kihem chayenu va'orichimenu. Nothing else is a reality. Nothing else is shaykh. And golas can last for two thousand years, but it's not a reality. The only real reality is that world of Geula. And Mamela, what we did was we were re but not in a way of a new Kabbalah. It was a Gile on the original Kabbalah of Kafalei Markagigis that that was our Matthias. That was our choice because it was a choice that was beyond choice. It was something which we realized is Mukhrach. It needs to be that we need to be Makabalah Torah because Kihem Chayen of That's why the other time that we find that, that that's, that's why, just to go to the Indian of why, why, why Purim is called the Indian of Pur, that's why the whole Yantif revolves around Hippopur Huagairo. What's the, what's the secret of a gairal? The secret of a gairal is mamish this thing. Is it, are you choosing or are you not choosing? So when you do a gairal, you're doing something very interesting, right? You, have, you, have, you take a hat, it's by Avos and there's a lot of tickets in, in, the, in, the, in the bin and you pick out one ticket. So are you choosing or are you not choosing? Yeah, of course you're choosing. You're picking, you, you pick your hand in and you pick which ticket to choose. Are you really choosing? Of course you're not choosing because if you're really choosing, if you knew which ticket you were choosing, so then, then, it would, then the whole game wouldn't be fear, right? And the raffle is not fear. A gairal means that on the one hand I'm choosing, but I'm also realizing that the choice and that which, I'm, that which I'm picking up is that's beyond my choice also. I realize that as much as I'm being boicher, but ultimately what I'm choosing is beyond me. It's not, it's not that I'm going ahead and make a conscious choice that I want this ticket over this ticket. I'm picking something out out of a hat, but ultimately what's coming out of a hat is what was predestined to be, what needs to be. So a gairal means not that Haman didn't just pick a date on himself. If Haman would have picked a date, okay, so then Haman's making a bechira, Haman's making a choice. The giloy of what happens on Purim, and this is why the name of Purim is called Purim, hippopur hua gairal, a gairal means that there's a choice but ultimately, I realize that the choice that I'm making is not a choice that I have the ability to be able to choose that I'm choosing A over B. It's something which is also beyond me. That's what a gairal means. That's why the other time that we find a gairal, we find a gairal having a major, major role is an Im Kippur. In Kippur, there's also a Selah Zazel and a Selah Hashem. It's the same thing of a gairal. Why do they have to make a gairal? Right? The Mishnah Yuma tells us these two, these two animals that came are exactly the same. They weighed the same. They looked the same. They cost the same. So what's the whole Indian of a gairal? Pick out whichever one, pick out whichever one and say this one, the one on the right is going to go La Zazel, the one on the left is going to go La Hashem. What's the Indian of they have to make this gairal? It's not sounding like there's a hundred tickets in there. There's two pieces in there that they're making a gairal. Why do they have to make a gairal? Because ultimately, if a yid thinks that Selah Hashem and Selah Azazel is a choice, and I say that, oh, you know what? I want to go La Azazel. That, that, those are my Averis, and this is my mitzvahs. So then you can't really do a proper, a proper mechila. You can't really get proper mechila and kapara on Yom Kippur. Because then I'm saying, Hashem, I made bad choices, and I'm sorry for the bad choices that I make. The gilu of what happens in Yom Kippur, this is why Yom Kippur and Purim and Yom Kippur are connected. The gilu of what happens in Yom Kippur is that it recognizes, Hashem, the choices I made, I made weren't real, that weren't good, weren't real choices. I realize that I can't make any other choices other than being davak to you. I have no hana, I have no shaykhs of the world of Gashmias. I cut myself off, I have, hate, I have, I, I have five ways Hey, Inuyim, that I cut myself off from the Eilam Agashman, I realized that what really satiates me, what really keeps me alive, the Neshama inside of me. And Mamela, it's not the shot that I made bad choices, and I, I say, Rabban Hashem, I'm sorry for the bad choices I made. I'm able to be Magala that all the bad choices I made were, were against Chiyas itself. And the good choices that I want to make for the next year are So we make a Geirah specifically on Yom Kippur and say, La'azazel and La'ashem is not a choice that we have to make. These are, these are Averis and those are Mitzvahs. It's something which is beyond choice. It's something which is bigger than choice. It's something which is Kihem Chayenu Mamash. It's Adol Yadav and Arham Labarach Marche. It's not that this is Ur and this is Barach. It's not that this goes La'azazel and this goes La'ashem. It's a Mitzvah. The Mitzvah is that if I'm a Yid, the only thing I know in my life is Dveikas for the Rabban Shem. The only thing that will bring me Tainig is, is Kirvas Ali Kimli Taif. And then Mela, 
what we do, what we do on what we do on Purim and Yom Kippur is this Indian of a Gairal, which is Megalatas, that although we look like we're making choices, but ultimately it's not a choice of Bacharta Bataiv. It's a choice of a Bacharta Bachaim being connected to that world which is called Aitzachaim. That's also the Pshat, the Mazal Adar is Dagim. Why is Mazal Adar Dagim? So we know that Chazal say about Dagim a very interesting thing. We know that when the Romans made a decree against Klal Yisrael, they weren't able to teach Tereb Rabbim, Rabbi Kiva went ahead, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva was teaching Tereb Rabbim. The Gemara Brachas of Samach Aleph says that Papas Papas Ben Yehuda found the Rekiva that he's teaching Tereb Rabbim. So he said, I don't understand. He said, he said, are you not afraid of the Malchus? You're not afraid, here you are, you're sitting, you have yeshivas open as if, you know, as if there's no COVID, as if nothing's, you know, nothing's going on, you're not nervous about the government, Bechlal, you're open as if, you know, as if it's a regular day. Are you not nervous from the, from the Malchus? Zakter Rekiva, what did Rekiva tell him? He said, I'll give you a mashal. There was a fox that was walking along the banks of the river. He saw fish that were running from place to place. Amr lahem, zuck the fox to the fish. Why are you running around? Because there are nets that the fishermen are putting into the water and we don't want to get caught in the nets. So we're running back and forth. We're trying to dart the nets to make sure that we don't get caught in it. Don't worry, suck the fox, come over here. Obviously, the sly fox is trying to get them to come to make it easier for him to be able to capture the fish. Tells the fish, come here. You'll be able to rest. I'll protect you. No fisherman will be able to get you. What are you sitting in the river? You're running around back and forth. Come sit on the banks of the river and everything will be fine. You'll be able to have a much easier, more tranquil life. Zuck the fish. What do the fish say back? Amaloi. You're the one that they say that you're the smartest of all the animals. You're a tippish. If in the place where it is our chias, we're afraid and we're running back and forth and we're trying to make sure that we avoid the fishermen's nets, the makam in the place of the yabasha, which is the place of our death, how much more so are we going, are we going to die? The kama af af anachnu. I don't have a choice. You're telling me that I should go ahead and I should make a conscious decision about should I teach Torah, should I not teach Torah? It's Mitzias. I can't, I don't have ability. So maybe I'm going to get caught by the Romans and maybe maybe ultimately they're going to kill me as part of the Asari Ruga Malchus. But I don't have a choice, Rebekiva said. I recognize that Torah is my Mitzias. That's what life is. And I realize that I have to be involved in it. And yeah, it's not always easy in our challenges and our difficulties, but ultimately I realize that and if I'm able to connect to it, like the Sayyidi Sharm saying that it's beyond choice, that I realize that I don't have the Suffolk of Amalek, which is this or that, but ultimately I realize, like Rabbi Kiva says, so then I'm like the fish. And maybe Mazel Adar is Dogim, because that's what a fish is. The fish realizes that this is life. I can't go out of the water. If I go out of the water, I die. I need to be in the water at every second because this is life itself. And the gila of what happens on the gila of what happens on Adar and the gila of what happens on Purim is the recognition that ultimately, even though Avadar were involved and, and Rabali Bechira, and we have the ability to make Bechira, and it's the greatest smile of being a Yid, but ultimately we have to realize. We have to take like Abdesa very famous writes on Akudis of Akira and pick it up higher and higher and higher and realize that's not within the realm of my possibility. That's beyond what I'm capable of. That's beyond my shaykhis. Just one more Nakuda. Just because I had this I had this machshav on Shabbos. So if they'll give me two more minutes just to, to speak of this one more Nakuda, which I think is also Mamash fits into this Indian. What's the Shat that I'm purim? There's an Indian of Kalapashiyad Naisamai. Right, it's a, it's a very funny halacha. Normally we find, you look in Elchah Sadaqah, you open up your Yerdeah, Shachan Archi Yerdeah, there's halachas, who you should give to, who you shouldn't give to. There's halachas, you have to be mavar who the person is, be mavar that the person's a worthy, worthy recipient of Tzedakah. Dafka, when it comes, it comes to Purim, is kol What's the pshat? Pshat is that there's normally two aspects of tzedakah. There's either I can choose, been a diva slave to give tzedakah. I want to give tzedakah. I decide that I want to give money to the person. There's also a concept that used to have this in, in every city. There's a kupa. Every ear had a kupa. And there's a kfia. You were forced to give tzedakah. If a guy lived in a, in a town for 30 days, or he decided he's taking a permanent residence in the city, there was a mosque. There was a tax. And the tax was meant to support all the poor people in the city. You didn't have the ability to decide that you do or don't want to give. They were kaifin. say, Bezin came and Bezin said, you have to do you have to give the money. There are normally two levels of tzedakah. The diva slave, either you want to give it or you're forced to give it. 
The giloy of what happens on Purim is not that you're being forced to do it. You're choosing to give him the money, but you have to do it. means you have to do it. But it's also There's also me sticking my hand. Bezin's not coming to my property and, 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 and you know, grabbing my property and seizing my property because I'm not giving money to this dog. I'm the one who's giving the money. But ultimately I realize that if there's an honey standing in front of me, I don't have the ability to decide and decide, is he worthy, is he not worthy? Does he have the proper paper, is he not the proper paper? Ultimately, if there's somebody in front of me that needs something, I, I can't not give him. Memela kolapoishia nicely is what Purim's all about. It's that I have to give him. I have to give him because, not because I'm forced to, I have to give him because I am forced to, because I'm a yid, and a yid is forced to. Not because somebody else is forcing, forcing me, but it's that kofinus that the Rambam says is the gila of what the real rutzen is, the kafaleim harkigigis. This is what Purim is. Memela Purim is the Indian of poor. Purim is the Indian of Adla Purim is the Indian of Kafalei Markagigas and the Gila of what Kafalei Markagigas and ultimately it's a bitl on this suffix of what it means that Amalek. Amalek says you have choices. Amalek says you wake up every morning and you, you can decide yes, put on tefillin, not put on tefillin, yes, stealing, yes, be honest in business, not be honest in business, yes, of Shemir Sanayim, not of Shemir Sanayim. And ultimately, the more we're able to be Mavar, that suffix of Amalek, the more we realize that I'm a Yid and I have a Chelek Alekai Mimal inside of me and there's nothing else I can be involved in other than what the Rabbanishim wants. Kirvus of the Kimli Taiv is the only tiny that's going to satiate me. It's Kihem Chayenu Va'orechemenu. I just want to end with a mice of Rabbi Kanievsky in the middle of reading the book, the, the book of Rabbi Chaim that just came out, public a book. It, just, it gives you like a, a, a very unique perspective. Most of us probably only saw Rabbi Chaim in the later years after ready, after ready with Shvach, after ready had a stroke. And, and, and we saw him in a very limited capacity. We saw videos, we saw a lot of. But like the book really gives you like a really broad picture of who he was as a person. You're able to see the way he lived with his family. It's a fascinating book. I'm not, I haven't finished yet. It's a very, it's a large book. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very fascinating book. It gave me like a whole new perspective on who Reb Chaim is and the godless of Reb Chaim and the humanity of Reb Chaim, how he's, who he was and, and normal, how he dealt with his kids. Fa- very, very fascinating book. There's one mice in there. It's not even a mice, it's a vort that Reb Chaim said that Mamash teaches this up and you'll see that, again, Reb Chaim's yard side is, is, is Shushan Purim. So it's, it's, it's appropriate just because I read it this week and I think it's, Mamash teaches up this whole, this whole Indian. They asked, either they asked Reb Chaim or Reb Chaim wanted them to ask the Kasha that we know but the Gemara in Erevin says that Bar Preda had a Talmud who was very, very, it was very difficult for him to understand learning. And Bar Preda used to have to teach him every Gemara 400 times. And Bar Preda wanted him at a Chasana. Bar Preda had to go to the Chasana. He didn't tell the Talmud that he has to go to the Chasana, but there was, I'm sorry, he told the Talmud he has to go to the Chasana. But Lamaisa, because he told the Talmud he has to go to the Chasana, the whole time that the Talmud was sitting there, all the 400 times, he was always thinking, maybe the Rebbe's going to leave after 200 this time, maybe 250, maybe 300. Bar, 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 bar prayed the Torah 400 times, nothing went in. He had to reteach everything again 400 times. Torah 400 times, he thought there would finally be Typhus Sigmar like he did every other day. And because this Talmud was nervous the whole time that maybe my Rebbe's going to leave, maybe he's not going to leave, he wasn't listening properly, but prayed they had to teach him another 400 times. Zok de Gemar, Nafka Baskal. A Baskal came out, but Amrle, Naichale, the Lisifula, Dalad Meyashani. Do you want to add on to your life another 400 years? They ask for a prayer, do you want another 400 years? Or do you want you and your whole dar to go to, to get to get Olam Haba? So Amar, so Bar Preda said, I want me and my whole generation to get Olam Haba. I'm not selfish, I don't want to think about myself. I want everybody to get Olam Haba. Give him both, give him both the 400 extra years to his life and give him Olam Haba. I don't understand. The whole Gemara says that, who is the, who is the hero of the story? Because he sat and he taught this Talmud 400 times. And he taught it to him one day 800 times. What about the Talmud? The Talmud doesn't get any recognition. It doesn't get any schar. He sat there every single day 400 times. Listening to this, Rebbe, teach over the same Gemara 400 times. And this day he did it 800 times. The Gemara gives him no recognition of being anything great. There's no Baskal that comes out. There's no schar. He gets schar because he's part of it. Zaktev Chaim Kanievsky, Barpreda had a choice. Barpreda could have chosen to get other Talmudim. He could have went to a better yeshiva, got better Talmudim, and he had the choice to be involved with this Talmud he doesn't understand learning, or get better Talmudim. He said, but the Talmud had no choice. If the only way he could understand learning is by hearing it 400 times, he had no choice. So what schar does he get? He gets schar for learning it 400 times? He had no choice. If he wants to know Torah, the only way he could be makayim, his chiv of limit Torah is by hearing it 400 times. So there's no mile in it. That, that was his metzias. If you want to understand what, the way Rechaim looked at Torah, like this mice is it. It wasn't that, oh, the Talmud had a choice. He did it 200 times and he had to decide, should I say another 200 times? To him, Reb Chaim Kanievsky saw this Talmud as being somebody who he had to learn. That's a Metzius. Metzius is came. There's no options. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be somebody who's not going to learn Bechlau. Reb Chaim Kanievsky saw that as being part of Metzius as you can have a human, you can have a Yid who's not involved in the Indian Torah. So if you it takes 400 times, 800 times, fine. But that's a Metzius. It's not a Maila. If you need to be involved in that because you realize that that's Chias itself, that's life itself. So, Mamela, there's no Maila in the fact that you sat there 400, 800 times because that's life. 
life itself. And I think that that's mamish this Indian of Purim. When we start to see every mitzvah like that, every Avera, as it's not shaykh to us, it's not within the realm of possibility. It's no suffix. Should I or should I not? It's not ubachar to It's ubachar to It's connected to that world called it's chayim il It's life itself. Then automatically we take all of those possibilities which we think are shaykh to us. And maybe they are in a gashmi way shaykh to us. And we start to say we have nothing to do with them. They have no shaykhs to us because the Rabbanisham said no. And like the Katska said to the Sasamis, if signa, if the Rabbanisham said signa, then it becomes a Matsyas, it's a brick wall that doesn't allow a person to do it. So Hashem should always we should be Zaikha to get to this level on Purim where it's Adla Yada. It's not that I'm a Yid because I want to be a Yid. It's not that I'm from because I want to be from. It's not that I daven chakras because I want to. And it's not that I do what I'm supposed to do or don't do what I'm supposed to do because I want to. Ultimately, it's life itself and nothing else will give me that tiny and nothing else will give me that chiyas like being involved in, in, in Avaida of Kirvis like Kimli type.